0: It's Wednesday, and I have a great show for you today. It's Janet Richmond. This is a Higher Self Voice, and I'll be talking about the Testers and Tempters part six. And I will also be doing a healing today. The healing will be on Carolina, and I do have a little feedback too about the Tester and Tempter show because it's so many of them are, I don't know how you guys really are receiving the information I have heard from a few people that said in general how they've enjoyed it and how interesting it is and that kind of thing. But I got a an email from someone from England, Florence, and she said she gave me a little bit more, so I'm sharing it with you guys. She said, I just finished listening to the Tester and Tempter series and wanted to say a huge thanks. Having this information, I feel more confident, stronger, and more determined to be understanding and to neutralize my fear through any future challenges the astral healing sessions have been awesome too and i don't work use that word lightly thank you thank you now it was particularly great to hear somebody respond to the astral healing i thought that they made <laughs> it pretty amazing myself but i just never i rarely hear from somebody because it's not necessarily personal so people aren't often relating to it personally for for obvious reasons, and therefore they don't think to respond to me on that. So I do want to put a shout-out to Florence, because I know she'll be listening to this, to thank her very much for letting me know that she felt those astral healings were powerful, because I certainly did. They blew me away. Often the healings blow me away. I can't quite relate that it's even me doing it because it doesn't feel quite like that. Although I know it is my higher self, and yes, of course it is me doing it on some level. But there is still a part of me that just finds it. I look back on it, and it like when I look at my books. You know, I'll read a section for some reason. And I'm like, Wow, did I write that? That's pretty good. You know, I just can't remember. Really, or it's not really, can't remember, it's hard to take it all in. But anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, she also said the advice about obsessional love being used to derail someone from the past was spot on, she said. And I think we've all been through that. If you don't remember what I said, I'm not going to repeat it. So go back and listen to whatever show that was. It was one of the Testers and Tempter shows for sure. Uh, I think it was how the, the Testors and tempters will are able to even use what we might consider positive parts to our energetic field to amplify to the point where they do become obsessive or they do become problematic and can derail us. And the example that I gave was how we can really be loving somebody and if it gets amplified too much, it can move into the obsessional love and can lead us to neglect other focuses of attention in our life and derail us from whatever path we're on <clears throat> so she was uh, talking about that and I think pretty many of us can really relate to it okay so I will be doing a healing as I mentioned later in the show on Carolina she is a friend's girlfriend and she will be listening at some point she is open to what I do, but she hasn't really explored yet the energetic side of life. So this is kind of a personal introduction for her. I will tell you her issue now, although it will be—I will repeat it at the end just to have everybody clear. But she—but the her friend says the past two years she's not been able to rest properly while sleeping. She can rarely seems to sleep through the night without waking up multiple times she's constantly dreaming and feels her mind is not able to rest properly making her feel tired the next day as a result Uh, she also has has experienced hormonal issues always apparently and uh, her friend isn't sure if they're somehow related to the sleeping issue or not by the way i do believe carolina is in her 20s it could and i'm not too sure it could be early 30s but she's not, um, she, she's not that old. She's fairly young. And <clears throat> to have sleeping problems at this point is a really good thing for me to work on because we've all had sleeping problems all through our lives for one reason or another, sometimes more problematic than others. But it is a fairly common pattern. And so I really appreciate the opportunity. And I thank Caroline's friend for bringing me uh, this healing. Okay. I have my morning frog in my throat I'm pretty convinced it's because I walk so much and I live in the LA area as we all know there's more smog here than would like although it's so much better now than it was when I first moved here but I think over time because I can be out an hour or two hours a day I take in some of that you know particulates and if I don't smoke I never have And then I, you know, it's like in the morning, I clear that out. Anyway, so that's my guess. I don't know. Uh, But I'm not sick and I've not been sick for a long time. However, as you all recall from last week, I went through a potentially very traumatic situation a week ago, Monday, where I had that heart, you know, pain right in the heart area. And I told you all about it because I was Pretty excited because I was able to stand in the center, and not move into a state of panic. I was able to just for an hour and a half or so, just completely process, release, neutralize, bring in the divine healing, bring in all of the stuff, all of the energies. Uh, it got to be pretty darn intense. It, it went from sort of the upper part of the abdomen up into the chest, and even up into the side of uh, one of my. Uh, the jaw on one side of my face and you know I contacted my son and he at some point you know very practical what do I need to cancel the next day you know and I explained this on last week's show so I don't want to go into a lot of detail but at one point I had to use the toilet so I like five feet into the bathroom from my bed and when I'm walking in there, I remember something that happened to me 25, 20, 25 years ago. Really, it's so long, I don't remember how long, where I had some pain in that area. Never as that bad, but I went to a doctor, and he told me that the top of the stomach was moving up into and through the hiatal hernia that I had, and it was putting pressure. It's not supposed to be there. If you, if you don't have the hiatal hernia, that opening is small, and the top of the stomach it can never move into the chest cavity. But, but the doctor said my stomach was moving into the chest cavity and bringing a lot of pain and pressure. And then I should just take a ball, tennis ball, and mechanically push the stomach down. And he showed me how to do it. And I remembered that when I was walking to the bathroom. And I thought, could it be that? Because I went through a whole bunch of scenarios, what, what this pain could be, of course. And within three, four, five minutes, it was completely gone when I did the exercise and it was that. So I was so thrilled and I told everybody last week, Hey guys, you know, if we can avoid the emotionalizing side, if we can stay calm and not get into panic or fear or anger or whatever the emotions are that might be running the possible, possible emotions. And you have to remember, I've been neutralizing for a long time. So It might have been easier for me to stay out of panic than it might be for someone else. But that doesn't mean that we don't all keep working on those emotional issues that can still derail us. I mean, I worked on fear off and on through the whole hour and a half. I didn't feel afraid. It did not come up for me. But I know we have deep wells, and I know that I've worked on mine a long time, so maybe it's not on the conscious level, but it doesn't mean that I don't still carry it. And so I did. I worked on it a lot. I worked on a lot of things. Anyway, so I was telling you guys last week, hey, this is, I'm sharing it with you because this is what we all want to do. We all want to be able to stand in the center of neutrality and not get, as if it's the eye of a hurricane, and not get completely tossed around by the winds that are around us to, to stay out of that emotionalizing, that upheaval, the drama, the trauma, all of that stuff. If we can do that, we maintain this openness so that when I walked to the bathroom, I was able to pull in that unremembered remembrance, that unremembered remembrance. But I also hadn't had time to figure out why I brought that in. And so that's what I'm here to share with you today. I'm here to share with you the what happened when I went in and I asked the higher self about it. Well, oh, this is very interesting because over the years, every once in a while, not a lot, maybe four or five or six times over the four or five years that Joan was pretty active here in L.A. before she moved away, I, um, I she would say she would, she would give some information and she would say, well, but the higher self were chastising me. And then she would give the information. Then she would give the, an example from herself personally. And she would say, this came up because this, 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 this or that happened to me or I did or whatever. And so she would say the higher self were chastising her. Well, I just couldn't relate to it. And I, because I couldn't relate to the higher self ever chastising. They are so careful never to judge never to denigrate never to discount never to make somebody feel stupid or any kind of thing ever they just they just don't have that kind of judgment it's always just about a learning opportunity uh, um, you know instructional practical information that we all can do with what we want well I had my first time and I've been doing this work a long time where I did get a sense of chastisement but even even with Joan they would say we are not chastising you so she was interpreting it as a chastisement which I certainly must have also but when I went in to ask here's what they said they certainly said yes it was terrific you didn't get into the panic you didn't emotionalize you were able to bring that information in but there was a but the but was However, we were impressing you with that to to remember that unremembered remembrance for the entire hour and a half before you got it. But here's what I didn't do. Yes, I was did a lot of good releasing and bop 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 all that I said, but I never went in and asked the higher self, "What is it? What should I do?" I didn't do it, not even once. Well, they said, the reason you got the information when you went to the bathroom, of course, they don't say when you went to the bathroom, the reason you got the information when you did is that when you got up, you took your mind off, the focus on the problem opened up for that impress to come in from us. That, you know, they impressed me with the unremembered remembrance. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe this, wow, because it hit the nail on the head, I don't usually ask about myself. Rarely do I ask, I mean, I ask like, like I did when I went, what, what was that all about? What was that pattern there? Why did I bring that in? That stuff I ask all the time. But if there's something important that I have to know in the moment, I never do. And so I really had to work on the belief system that I carry that keep me from doing this because I have the higher selves all week long stuff. I'm always asking higher self information. And I do ask on myself, but I'll tell you what I, I, I went in and they began to neutralize the belief system to dissolve all of the, the tendency and the automatic pilot that I have not to ask. And they said, that I brought that in. It was a non-life-threatening situation. I brought it in in order because I know the inner level that after the fact, I'm going to go into the higher self and ask, what's the story here? Why would that come in? So the, I set it up, in fact. I know it sounds weird, but we are responsible 100% for our patterns, whatever happens. I had set it up at the soul level made the decision to bring that in in order to start to shift me from in this, in the middle of the issue, in the middle of the problem to get the information, not only in myself, but any other emergency. They said, you're really great. After the fact, I mean, they don't say you're really great. Those are my words, but they said after the fact is great. You go in, you get the information, you share it. It's important. It helps the listeners, but with the dawning of the new age, with the in Increased intensity of the evolutionary thrust moving through the universe with everything speeding up, you know, frequency wise, there are going to be more and more of these things that come up, not necessarily personal to me, where I need to go in, in the moment and get the information. It's not about later on trying to figure out, okay, what's going on there? What happened after the fact is good i've learned a lot about it I, about things you know that was essential piece so it's not instead of it's in addition to so the they are encouraging me to start practicing now whenever anything comes up to in the moment get the information instead of waiting going through and processing whatever the crisis or whatever the problem is and then after the fact getting it and they said if, you know, that I do have time to do the practice and, and shift this automatic pilot that I was on, but if I don't do it, that there will be some other uh, opportunity for me to, again, bring that even more forcefully into my consciousness. So, guys, I'm sharing that with you, not because I was chastised, but because it's, it's good for all of us. That going within, if we have the question, we have the answer. If we, if we have a question, we have the solution. I had it. I absolutely had the solution, but didn't go in and ask. Didn't go in. And part of it is I doubted myself. I doubt that I could get information that important on me because maybe I'm going to hear something I don't And I won't trust it because I might be bringing in what I, I might be quote unquote hearing what I want to hear that I might discolor it or taint that information in some way. So I've had that belief system that I've carried for a long time. And in fact, I have to undo that belief system because it puts limits on me. It puts limits on all of us. If I can get information on somebody else, I can get information on myself. If I can get it after the fact, I can get it during the, during the crisis, during the issue, during the problem, whatever it is. And so can you all. So can you all. Okay. So enough on that. I wanted to tell you that. And now we're going to move into the show. I'm going to get a little water here. <clears throat> okay. Now, as you know, last week, which was the fifth week that I was talking about the testers and tempters, I introduced the term that the Higher South use and its Lucifer element. And then I went on and explained some of the misunderstandings of the Lucifer concept. Now, as a little bit of review, I'm gonna just go over a few things. I want you to keep in mind uh, that I'm very careful and I encourage all of you to be careful if you should be using the term Lucifer element because it carries that very loaded word, Lucifer, okay? And I'm never about denigrating, diminishing, discounting anybody's religion or belief system. I'm literally here to present the information, passing it on to you as best I can, and everyone can do with it what they will. But do understand that the term Lucifer, as I have shared with you, and you certainly can figure out for yourself, is a loaded term, and we need to be very If you're going to share it with other people, uh, as I am, be very, very careful. It, again, is not meaning to make somebody else's belief system or viewpoint wrong. It's just simply offering information. I always try to be as clear as I can, as objective as I can, to give it as food for thought. And that's what I would encourage you all to talk about and do it, too. And and today I'm going to be talking about false (laughs) prophets. And so you'll get, I'll get into that more. Now, just a little bit more review on the Lucifer element. Just remember they're interplanetary, working the dark side. By dark, I do not mean evil or bad in any way. By dark, I mean they are shielded in the sense that they have a shield or a a shield around their pure soul essence. They do not perceive in any way their own light. They are, um, they've agreed to remain unaware of it while they're fulfilling the role as testers and tempters, because if they were aware, they would not be able to fulfill their mission. So they're here doing their job. They don't know what they're here for. What they do is when an initiate or an individual has taken a step forward in some Way in their evolutionary process, the Lucifer element or the testers and tempters come right in, and and it's as if they say, "Are you really sure that's where you are?" And they test that individual or the initiate. We used to call it initiates in the old days, but now it's just an individual, all individuals. Uh, and that's really all that the Lucifer here element is supposed to be doing, and they do it unaware and they do it out of the love of humanity. Now, they can't trespass very well because they are also fifth-dimensional, but they can utilize a lot of stuff. They can't kill off the body. Uh, They can't trespass the mind, Uh, but anything else is pretty much up for grabs. They do harness uh, souls that are still at a lower evolutionary level, a lower frequency level, and they use them as quote unquote tools to do some of their dirty work for them to do some of the testing and tempting. They use disincarnates. Um, They, and they also of course use the dark energies of the astral to amplify our energetic field. So that's another reason guys (laughs) that we need to neutralize. And I do talk about that. um, I did talk about that last week. Now, what happens is that Orthodox Christianity links the Lucifer element, which is millions and trillions and quadrillions of souls, together as one. And there's various terms like the devil or Satan or the Prince of Darkness, and there are probably other terms I'm not familiar with. And based on these old viewpoint, these old Orthodox viewpoints. Uh, the Lucifer element is therefore really misunderstood and is, is, is described and, and misinterpreted. However, it is, um, it is important that we remove fear, not however, it's important we remove fear from this equation because there's a lot of fear attached to the concept of the devil or Lucifer or the Prince of Darkness or, Satan or whatever you wanted to, so there's a lot of, of fear here, understand that the the Lucifer element or the testers and tempters, the fifth dimensional testers and tempters are not part at all of the devil and the Satan and all that. Those exist in the astral because the thoughts of the humanities over a couple of millennium have, of belief systems in the devil, have absolutely um, placed real astral energy identities real altered realities in the astral of the devil of satan you know the pitchfork and and anyway the whole nine yards so they carry also the idea of evil bad Fear, you know, there's all of those elements in the astral. But the Lucifer elements themselves are very evolved individuals, fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature, working in, without the light for their, their light is shielded. And they are as evolved as those fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature that are working with the light. So it is very important we take fear out of the equation and replace it with understanding. Now, the Orthodox scriptures also talk about wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't want to lose place here. They talk about a lot of other things, and I do talk about in the last week's show, and I don't want to repeat the whole show, I do talk about um, other things. I talk about the light and dark forces and the misunderstandings around those terms, the idea of doomsday, misunderstanding about that, the misunderstandings about Lucifer falling out of grace because he wanted to control the world. And also the idea of Lucifer wanting to gather up souls and steal people's souls so he can then take it into the bowels of hell, you know, and I talk about all of those misunderstandings, um, And last week's show So I'm not going to be talking about those again But again, I do want to Place a lot of emphasis on Be careful how you use the term Lucifer element If you do, please be clear That this is nothing to do With Satan, the devil uh, Lucifer The Lucifer as, As portrayed in scriptures It is important that We bring understanding In to replace the fear And the, we don't also want to continue misunderstandings. We want to bring some expansion. So, there are elements, there are definitely elements of the, the concept of the testers and tempters in a way in the scriptures. But when that information was coming in, the frequency level of the planet and of the souls upon the planet was such that it was almost impossible for them to pull in information at the level of getting this information properly. Now, the frequency on the planet, 2,000 years, is 10,000 frequency years more expanded than it was 2,000 years ago. So people today are able to pull in much higher frequency information and get the more expanded viewpoint. So it isn't because anybody tried to in any way shape or form to bring in frightening or scary or uh, erroneous information it is what happened and that's what happens in evolution and then it gives the well anyway now i'm going to move on to the false prophets which really follows from this this whole idea that that when the information came in, it just wasn't able to be brought in at the very highest expanded level. Not that the information I'm getting out is at the very highest expanded level. I'm sure in a year or three, there will be more expansion because you you yourself have witnessed my own expansion on information. So this is part of what happens. The, however, um, we do want to understand that there are some some misinterpretations and some of the biblical orthodox old parts of scriptures are presenting information in a way that is not as expanded as it is today. So again, it's not about judging anyone. It's about bringing expanded information. And so now let me, oh wait, wait, one more thing. I do want to remind you that how it works is those working with a light, we are teaching, uh, showing, sharing, giving out the higher frequency level of uh, energy. When the initiates or the individuals come forward and they, they learn and they take some of that in and they're ready to take the step forward, then the testers and tempters come in and test them on that step to make sure they're absolutely firm on their foundation. And then guess what, guys? we need to stand back and allow the individuals to make their own decisions. We can't force, we can't push. Okay. And that's important. They, they have a choice. They have the lighted choice, and they have the choice that's the test or the tempt and they have the choice. And each individual is going through their own process in this way. Okay. Now false prophets Again, be careful with the word false. Sometimes there's an assumption that false is a, is always bad, okay? And, in fact, false isn't always bad, and we have to be really careful with that. We want to... Um, I think we're here. Anyway, false isn't always bad. We're not somebody who is a quote-unquote false prophet isn't necessarily pretending. In fact, some who could be viewed as false prophets are sincerely playing a role of a high-level teacher or being a high-level channel when in some instances, these the energies that are being processed, the information that is coming through, it has distortions in it as far as the more expanded meaning of evolutionary consciousness. And the higher selves have spoken often about masqueraders who pretend, those are masqueraders we're talking about, those who laid aside the body so that they are coming in... Uh, channels are bringing them in they pretend to be master teachers or spirit guides and if if they should be whether they're masqueraders whether they're being used as a tool of the lucifer element or not they are creating a test a temptation uh through uh, in, in some cases uh through what they're offering and what what's happening so okay i'm not being that clear when a true master teacher or a spirit guide who is processing from the highest level of the human evolutionary pattern is working remember that these master teachers and spirit guides who uh are trained by the fifth dimensional, okay and they take on as part of their training the idea of not trespassing the idea of allowing the individuals to make decisions for themselves. that And they are very involved at the highest level they can reach in the human kingdom uh, with trying to assist the humanity. So a true master teacher or spirit guide who works from those levels obeys the rules and regulations of the concept of allowing individuals to make their own choices. So they are also very aware that individuals are tested and tempted and that this is part of the process, absolutely necessary part of a process. So as a result of that, the master teachers, the spirit guides, who work from those levels, they can be ousted by masqueraders who take over the channel. So the if a masquerader, let's say a channel, is working with a master teacher or a spirit guide or whatever they want to call. And it's really someone from a coming from a more expanded perception. If a masquerader comes in and quote unquote, pushes aside the master teacher, the master teacher, if the channel accepts the masquerader, whether they're conscious of it or not, mostly they aren't conscious. The master teacher has to step aside. That's the training. They don't force and push the masquerader off, they allow the masquerader in. Now when if 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 a channel is working with the you know true master uh, teachers, etc, and they are they um allow a master reader to come in or someone who is a tool of the lucifer element the higher self call it being tapped off the path i thought that was sort of a cute term uh, A cute term you know they are they're allowing the switch over the channel is allowing the switch over okay now I, this can sometimes be. Now, this is just one example. The, the channel, because often it's unconscious, the channel isn't watching the switchover. The channel that may not even realize it's a different voice. Uh, it may, it may not. But in any case, uh, the this switchover can often take place or sometimes take place, even if somebody's unconscious, because the. There can be an ego factor. There can be a a factor of getting involved in the phenomenon because often the masqueraders will come in and will play on the ego of the channel and or will also use its abilities to create phenomenon, create exciting show. Business kind of thing, make it exciting instead of just the very practical information, blah blah, 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 can, you know, call out somebody, you know, make it phenomenal, like say something in the audience about somebody who, well, you know, so-and-so in the audience is uh, um, mothers here, or whatever, you know, and, and can bring up information that wows the audience, it's phenomenally based, and So those two aspects, because it makes a good show, it it, it allows for the popularity of the channel to grow. So often, even though the channel has a very um, great desire to help others, they also can feel, uh, well, this makes my popularity better, I getting out more, you know, whatever this spirit guide that's just come in is helping me pull in audiences that, you know so there can be a lot of true sincerity of the channel the channel needs like all of us the channel has an opportunity to discern and to uh, figure out what what is going on and make their own choices and all of the listeners of course have that too so what what the higher selves are saying is that it's important to be discerning. And be, under, be aware that even if the channel is giving out you know, not fully expanded information, it doesn't make it bad or wrong. I really want you guys to understand this. It doesn't mean we need to judge. It doesn't mean that we need to denigrate or attack. Please understand that the channel, him or herself, is having an opportunity to grow and become more aware and conscious, to discern. It means that all the listeners have that opportunity to grow and and discern and figure out for themselves, move to their own focus within and figure out for themselves what's right or wrong. And it can be very complicated because masqueraders are pretty smart. Lucifer elements, very smart. They wouldn't be the one being channeled, but they would use uh, someone else as a channel. But the, the fact of the matter is masqueraders often use and mix real expanded information with stuff that's misleading. So it becomes difficult. It becomes complex. It becomes, you know, a real challenge, not just a, a simple one, true, false. It's gray. The masqueraders are gray. They get some good and some limited stuff, some discolored stuff. And they, in this way, it makes it more difficult. It makes it a real challenge for all of us, but it does not make it a reason to judge anyone or attack. You can understand what's going on. You may watch it. You may attend some event. You may watch something on the Internet. Watch it with new eyes of understanding. Make a decision for yourself. There is another role, another important thing that is, we that I'm going to be talking about. It is important for us, since we're carrying the light, okay? Everybody carries the light, but we're utilizing the light. We're working with the light. It's important for all of us to make a commitment to be active, to spread the lighted message that the idea is that the soul itself has to, is in charge of its own life, that we will need to move more and more into the understanding of soul responsibility. And why? Because we need to offer the balancing factor. We need to get out the other side of the information so that the souls listening have true choice because if all they hear is one side if all they hear is one side guys, they don't really have a choice they if everybody around them is listening and taking this stuff in and saying isn't this great, isn't this great Um, they don't know that even if they feel or sense there's something wrong here I don't have a good feeling about it even if that happens They don't have another option in their mind. So maybe they just are confused and they think, oh, well, there's no answer, there's no solution. So you guys out there, be a part of offering the other side. Again, it doesn't mean ramming it down anybody's throat. (laughs) It doesn't mean you, you participate in smear campaigns if you are running across an individual who's apparently bringing out some misinformation. It just simply means to stand in the center of objectivity and present the ideas, the, your viewpoints, your information, and then allow the others, those who are hearing you, listening, to make their own choices. It's The more balanced we are, is it, the better, because the individuals who are being tested and tempter, tempted uh, are usually... In, Individuals who are thirsty, thirsty for information, thirsty for knowledge, hungry to expand, but they are many times caught up in a mystique or the phenomenon of what's being presented and we can all understand that too. So if we move in to refute what this individual is into in a manner that says to them, that we're saying you're wrong, you're dealing with such and such, you know, this is bad, this is no good, and we come in as judgmental, you're going to find a great resistance from those individuals to hear your side. It's important that we present information as much as possible in a balanced and objective way. Don't say you are wrong or this group is wrong, but saying instead what you find right and what you're involved in or what you're listening to or what's coming up for you, offering the other option in a gentle way, in a way, in a gentle, balanced manner to help the others hear. Because if we attack, it's going to shut them off. It's going to shut them down, and they'll walk away. Nobody wants to hear you're wrong, you're stupid, you're uh, illogical, you're whatever. Nobody wants to hear that. And so instead of putting them on the defensive, validate the part of what they're listening. For example, you can validate the part of what they're listening to that you find to have the expansion because it's always going to be mixed, the testers and tempters, and after the masqueraders, they always throw in expanded information in with the misinformation. Very gray, very hard to be discerning, but there is good information always there. You can absolutely validate that information and then say, however, over here, what I feel is maybe it could be this, this, or this. Again, be objective. Be practical. Don't attack. Allow your Viewpoint to be out there in an active way without turning others off. Okay, so we, those of us working the light, because trust me, no Lucifer elements are listening to my show. Um, (laughs) uh, They don't know about the light, and they are absolutely working. From that place of darkness, which I just can't even imagine how difficult it would be. They have such a difficult road, and like, I truly respect all that they go through. In any case, we're all here to assist the evolutionary movement and all souls that are involved in the movement. And we want to give, them the, uh, give those souls that are the, of the humanities that are mo- moving forward as much opportunity to hear the lighted message as we can. If they don't hear it, there is some sort of delay. Of course, if there's a delay at the soul level, they are delaying because they are choosing not to hear other information. But we want to be able to facilitate the, the movement forward as much as possible by giving the other side of the information in a balanced manner. And that helps all of humanity. Now, I want to tell one little story um, to illustrate a little bit. When I very first started with Joan, I think I told you more than once that her information was so fascinating, the higher self stuff was so fascinating, answered so many questions, and I had never been in any other metaphysical group. Now, please understand, this was back in the 80s, so that there, what's out there now was not out there. So... I went to Bodhi Tree, as I've told you. I got bought a ton of books, and after about a year or two, I just stopped doing that because I was hoping and expecting at first that I was going to get the same sort of information, but I did not. And I most of the books I did not finish. I read a couple of chapters, maybe half of it, and they just didn't settle right with me. It didn't feel good. Uh, didn't wasn't logical. Wasn't you know, you know, I have an analytical nature. I'm really, a math science person, and I just it, they just didn't feel right. A lot of contradictions, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the same thing happened, and I went to a couple of psychics, other psychics besides Joan, uh, tried them out. Also, kind of expecting they were like going to be like her, and you know, they weren't. They weren't because they didn't have the higher self soul scan as part of the session but now she did a soul scan with information that she didn't do healing but it still was a soul scan in her way in any case the the fact of the matter is i did go to this one psychic i don't even remember her name and she said she was going to introduce me to my guides. well that was at that point a very new concept for me i didn't have any of the information that I've shared with you today or I took on, I don't think the, the higher self have ever talked about spirit guides or master teachers back at that point. It was so early. I had heard vaguely the word guides, but I, I had no other information other than a vague knowing that guides existed. And so she said to me, she introduced me to a guide. It was an Indian uh, from American Indian. And it, she described him, and he was young in his 20s, um, and he was my guide. And he told me that he was the one that helped me when I was driving. That, that um, he, I think he gave some. I can't remember if it was an actual incident where I was driving and he, he was the one that impressed me to stop quickly or turn or whatever. I, I don't remember any of the details. So I just thought to myself, oh, well, that's interesting, and really didn't know what to make off of it. And then there was more stuff. Though, And then maybe three, four, five minutes later, when the guide and I are, quote, unquote, saying goodbye, the guide said, and I really want to thank you for teaching me how to drive. And that was like, what? <laughs> it was too contradictory for me. I was like, okay, first he's saying he saved me from having an accident when I was driving and now he's thanking me for teaching him how to drive. And that just didn't make sense to me. And so when I left, I really questioned anything about that whole guy thing of him anyway, that I think I had one other guy, but I, I don't remember. So this was a case where the channel was, I'm sure she had no understanding of the concept of masqueraders Uh, I'm sure that she was genuine and sincere and chances are the Indian that came in was also sincere. Maybe he was a tool of the Lucifer element. I didn't get that feeling. Of course, I didn't even know that term back then. I don't think Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't, but in any case, there was no intention on anybody's part to mislead me or to in any way, shape or form, Uh, force me, you know, force misinformation down my throat. But it was fairly easy for me in this situation. I think it's much more difficult now when we get masqueraders involved that are purposely masquerading. They aren't all coming from a genuine place. I just took it in and said, you know, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Of course, I've been introduced to the higher self, and so I was much more interested in having them guide me than than the indian that um was learning from me and so it it was it was it was a very small tiny example of being discerning (laughs) much easier for me back then than perhaps it would be now because it is complicated now there are real real uh testers and tempters out there real masqueraders there have always been that, but they have, they've jumped up quite a few levels because, as I've said, it's the dawning of the new age. And so it is more difficult now. It's a lot of stuff being done on purpose, even if the individuals at the conscious level are not aware it's being done on purpose. On purpose. So just be discerning, guys. And when you run into Indians that are both helping you drive and learning how to drive from you, you might, you might figure out it. It's something not right. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to make fun. I'm just trying to be silly because it is a very small example, and I think I had it really easy. I didn't. I wasn't given a very, you know, if someone had come in who was my guide who had some higher self expanded information, and then some other stuff. It might have been a lot more difficult for me to walk away and just say, oh, "Okay, that doesn't really work for me." I never called the Indian back in. I never asked him for guidance. I'm sure he was very much going through his own process of learning and growing and evolving, just like all of us. So in any case, that's just maybe a silly example. And maybe it's not even, maybe I shouldn't even talk about it. But hopefully it helped you guys. Okay. So now we are going to move on. I'm going to be doing the healing for Carolina. And again, let me tell you the issue. For the past two years, she's not been able to rest properly when sleeping. She can rarely seem to sleep through the night without waking up multiple times. She's constantly dreaming and feels her mind is not able to rest properly, making her feel tired the next day as a result. She's also always experienced hormonal issues, and we don't know. Her friend who referred the healing to me doesn't know if they're somehow related or not and wasn't even sure if he could do it in the same healing. But I always go in with one or two or five issues, whatever is brought to me, and then I allow the higher self to run the healing. Often they are actually related. I'm finding that quite a bit. Of course, everything is interrelated. You guys hopefully have that idea now that – The underlying causes, the underlying belief systems, the underlying emotional issues, the underlying misinterpretations and misconceptions plays out in more than one arena in our life. It plays out in many arenas. They may be more prominent in one arena or another, but often there are uh, connections. So (laughs) anyway, you know what, before I do the healing... I do want to just, I took learning this. I'm supposed to say for those of you who just tuned in, this is Janet Richmond and this is my show, The Higher South Boys. And I'm about, I am about—I just did part six on the testers and tempters relating to false prophets. And I am about to do a healing on Carolina related to very difficult sleeping issues and, uh, and hormonal issues as well. So, thanks guys and I also should say next week you're going to have more information on I'm not 100% sure yet but it's going to continue I believe with the biblical connections the fifth dimensional information that expands to include biblical references there are a lot and I mentioned last week the reason there are a lot is because those of us who are here working with the light fifth dimensions with a dual soul nature, sharing the light, helping the humanities and the three other lower kingdoms evolve. We're here to not only to help with a new age, but also to help bring the higher heart consciousness concept, which I will explain more of when we get into that, into an expanded level because it was unable to play out in the most expanded way. Because the concepts that were infused before it were not, did not play out at the highest level. And so the humanities on the planet could not absorb the highest level of understanding of the higher heart consciousness uh, infusion, the Christ concept, in other words. So we're here to bring that concept into expansion as well as to move in and bring in the concept of the new age. So these are the things that are going to be coming up. The biblical references are very important, simply not because there's any favoritism to Christianity, not because there's any preference or anything like that. It's simply because we have two jobs and one of the jobs is related to the higher heart consciousness concept as it did not move out onto the planet not because anyone made a mistake but it was done at the best way that it could be done and so you're going to hear more about it because we have we have work to do on that too okay so now let's i'm sorry for the quick interruption but meanwhile please everybody get yourself in a comfortable position we're doing a healing now on carolina take a few deep breaths and <clears throat> I'm gonna drink some water. <clears throat> I really should have ads or something in my show. I guess probably get sick of it. But so many of you listen after the fact. I'm sure you can just pause it. Then you, you create your own break. Anyway, so Carolina, you're not listening to it live, but I want to talk to you directly. I may jump back and forth into. Treating you in the third, talking to you in the third person, or, and and individually, I'm sorry. It just I just do that. I can't seem to pick one and stick with it. So anyway, welcome. I'm glad you agreed to the healing, and I will I will begin simply by asking you and all the listeners to take a few deep breaths, make yourself comfortable, and begin to quiet the mind. Just quiet the mind bring that focus of attention in and we're going to focus on the right now moment. Now the right now moment or the now moment, whatever you want to call it is an energetic field. It is not something fleeting. It is not something we can't access. We can absolutely access the now moment. And when we use the focus of attention, when we focus right on right now and a good technique is simply to listen to my voice, allow all the other thoughts in your head to just be out there in the background, in the ethers and just focus right now on my voice and in this way I am seeing the now moment being set up the higher self are activating it they are facilitating the activation because once we bring that focus of attention in we are um, working within this now moment and the higher self are helping setting up this energetic field okay because it's an energetic field, it can be absolutely manipulated with our focus of attention. And I want everyone to expand the, the now moment into the forever now moment. The forever now moment expands to the point where it's encompassing the totality of the past now and the future nows. The totality, in other words, of the soul process. And I am watching you, Carolina, and you are doing it, even though you are at the un, you are not consciously listening. Uh, You are present, you are here, you have answered the call, so to speak, I've put the call out simply by using my focus of attention, and I'm seeing you stand right in the center on a symbolic platform, and you are absolutely encompassed in this forever now moment like everyone else. The next part is to simply focus on the pure soul essence. The pure soul essence is the divine light that every single soul carries from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being. That divine light is what does the work. It is our purest and most perfect and most potent personal power that each of us has. And a lot of the journey is simply to get to the point where we're aware it's there, where we become aware of what it does, how to use it, and then we do use it. It is a process and this is where all of us are right now. And right now, by focusing on that pure soul essence, divine energy, you can think of it as a symbolic symbolically as a sun. We all have that sun within, and that sun is so brilliant and so powerful. And I want you to imagine it or feel it, think it, ask it to expand into and around the totality of your soul process and you're doing it i'm seeing a very very clear picture and the other listeners are also doing it as am i we are all creating this this giant beacons of light because as the pure soul essence becomes one with the totality of who we are at the soul level it is one with who we are at the physical level at the mind level and at the soul level, including the totality, the past, present, and future now. And so in this way, we are all becoming beacons of light, and I'm going to ask that we all be joined in one accord, and in in essence, at the top, so to speak, because I see the beacon sort of symbolically moving upward, sort of at the top, as if all the beacons become one, and they are joined in one accord, and we are presenting Moving out into the universe, a gigantic beam of light. It's really beautiful. It's very powerful. Understand that the higher selves are part of you. are everybody's higher selves are them. We may not feel that way, but they are not external to us. They are who we are. So when we become one with the totality of the soul, that includes our higher selves and your higher self. The present, all of ours are, and we are now being moved to with to inside the a symbolic diamond sometimes i use this sometimes i don't but the higher salves are indicating to me for you it's important that i use the symbol and so the symbol of the the diamond is two four-sided pyramids base to base and it's an energetic diamond not a solid one that's the shape of it and this is absolutely brilliant it's symbolic of the originating source of all there is and it's brilliant it is reflecting all sorts of colors and energy information knowledge balance harmony everything every single element every single aspect of the originating source is represented in this symbol and as we As we move within this energetic symbol, and it can expand, it's energetic, it can be expanded as big as it needs to be. It is encompassing the totality of you at the soul level, and all the listeners, past, present, and future, including me, we're being taken into the center of the originating source, which allows us to bring this healing into the very highest level possible. It is also allows us to tap into the immense resources of divine energy. So that whether I name the divine energy or not, if you need one that I don't say, it will come in and become part of the healing. It will also activate and connect with the one, because you carry every divine energy as we all do. So it will also, you will activate your own divine energy, connect with the uh, more, the reservoir of the same uh, the same divine energy so it's very empowering for our own pure soul essence in this manner okay so I use this platform which I see you on you're right in the center the platform is simply one to give me a focus of attention you could just be off to my left or my right and I do sometimes see that in healings and other listeners know that I do that often but when I'm really focusing on someone, I'd like to activate the platform, and you are standing on that platform. I see a bit of shyness here. I see a bit of trepidation, and that's okay. That would be normal. Um, at the soul level, you have agreed you've come in, which is a huge sign because, if it's, because the free will is at the soul level. And if you didn't want to be here, you would not be here. Uh, you would not come in. Or you'd come in and there'd be some sort of barrier indicating to me that the healing would not be happening. Maybe we'd have a conversation. Maybe you just come in and make it clear and then leave. But in any case, there's no way I can force you. I cannot trespass. We're working with the divine energies. And I could never trespass or force. So instead, uh, it's always great news, and it happens most of the time only a handful of times have I encounter someone who refuses the energy or refuses to take part, and that's really okay. They might change their mind the next day, but in that moment, they, would, they were not going to uh, be open to it. So right now you are a bit nervous, and what I want you to do is simply to begin to let go of nerves, your trepidation, the fears, the confusion, and as you... And you can just say to yourself, I am releasing fear, confusion, uh, trepidation. There's just this kind of a, a little bit of resistance just simply because this is a new process for you. And as you say it, as you release this, I'm seeing a lot of stuff coming out of your head. Wow. You are releasing it, and the the energy comes out from the etheric bodies that we carry, and it moves into your beautiful divine light, that pure soul essence light, and is neutralized. In other words, it'll come out usually in some very dark kind of smoke or maybe oil out of a a, um, gusher, an oil well, or water out of a fire hose. It comes out in any way. It doesn't matter how you see it or perceive it or imagine it and you can use your own symbols but when it comes out it hits the light and the light neutralizes it and then the light absorbs that neutral energy and is empowered your own light is empowered so you are helping yourself in more than one way by doing the process but i am seeing a lot it, it immediately my my attention was drawn to so much in the head area and i wonder if this is part of the sleep and that isn't coming up yet, but that was an immediate connection I made. And I want you to just see, I want you to envision at the top of your head, a hatch, like the top of a submarine. So that when you imagine the hatch, you know, you're actually opening the hatch, untwisting it and opening it up. And that allows that the conscious message to yourself that you're allowing all of that yuck whatever it is and we'll get into that in a bit whatever it is to come out of the top of the head there's also stuff coming out of your brow chakra out of your, your forehead there's just stuff pouring out of the top of your head before it and now i see it out of your eyes and out of your ears there's just a huge amount of stuff uh, that you don't want to hold on to that is something you don't need and it is just blowing out of your symbolic self, your mind, into the light. Now, wow, that was unexpected. You're doing great. I'm very, very excited here because right away, you're figuring this out. The trepidation, the, the nerves were like a very <laughs> small, uh, just a moment of, you know, you didn't know what to do, but the minute I said something, this just started to blow right out the top of your head and it's still coming it's still coming it's still releasing let me see now if i can see what is okay all right well there's a lot here i can tell you right now the first thing i'm getting is that you've seen stuff that is so painful it's like you don't want to see it now this i'm this is what I'm seeing out of the eyes. Remember I said stuff is just pouring out of your eyes and what's coming out is just the horror, the, the, the pain of things that you've seen. I can tell you're a very um, caring person and, the things you see now, I'm not talking necessarily about this life. You have to understand my work deals with the totality of the soul, especially the human journey. So I want you to understand this is coming from many, 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 many lives, not just this one. We've been around for tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of lives over eons of time. And most of what I is going to come up, comes from these past lives you may or may not have experienced some of it in this life you you absolutely might have but sometimes you're gonna think gee that doesn't sound familiar but you don't remember what we lived through so just go with the flow just because you don't recognize it please understand it's important to still let it go if you don't honestly carry it and i really bluebird and I definitely did not figure it out right okay no harm, no foul. If you don't carry it, it won't be released. No biggie. So you just released everything I say, and right now I'm seeing I'm seeing such pain in your eyes, I mean symbolically, uh, the pain of stuff that you've seen. You've watched man's inhumanity to man over many, many lives. It is so painful for you. you've just stored that pain in a way behind your eyes. And it's as if you're saying to yourself at the soul level, I want to get rid of the pain. You can't change the past. Nobody can. You can't change what you've seen or what happened that you observed. You can't change any of that. What we can do is to let go of the pain that holds us locked in to the past. Now, I'm not saying you live in the past. I don't know how it plays out for you. But this is what we all do in our own way. So I want you to just continue to let go of that pain. There is a lot of grief there, too. Personal grief and grief in the humanities. There is a real love for a fellow man here. And it may not even play out so much in this life. I don't know. I don't know you at all. Never met you. Don't know anything about you. But... What I do know is you might even have closed down some of the, the the love for the humanities and the wanting to help others simply because you want to avoid seeing anything more along the lines that you've seen in prior lives. So it could have played out that way here. But there is a tremendous, no matter how it played out, whether you're very active in helping others or not, what I'm seeing here is that. You have a tremendous love for the humanities underneath. And you have really suffered watching others suffer. And it, it has been really, really difficult. Okay, so that's part of what I'm seeing coming out of the eyes. Let me see what, what the next piece is. Okay, that's continuing to release. The stuff is coming out of your ears, too. I'm not getting much out of the ears, you know, yet out of the ears. Let me focus on seeing what's coming out of the top of the head okay well this is all definitely related to your sleep problem and the dreams um unfortunately when we're well not unfortunately when we are awake we go through our day and we find ways to distract ourselves from thinking about things but in the dream state we are absolutely tuning in to a lot of unremembered remembrances a lot of experiences a lot of emotional states a lot of things we've experienced either in this life and other lives and it's oh it comes up in a mishmash which is actually fairly reflective of the etheric bodies that we carry because we've been in so many lives we carry a absolute hodgepodge of beliefs about anything and everything hodgepodge of self-identity, the hodgepodge of misunderstandings and misconceptions. It is so confusing, and that is one way, reason, the dreams are often very confusing and and carry elements for many different parts of our lives all in one dream and mix and match people all the time. And it it is much more complicated than it seems at the surface. But what's coming up for you is a lot of the unremembered remembrances that are wanting to be released, wanting to be brought into a state of consciousness so that you can let go of them. Now, you don't actually have to bring them into a state of consciousness. You can let go of them and this, using this, t- this technique, you can just say, known and unknown, I want whatever those are that at the soul level, I am, they, the, the, at the soul level, you're using the dreams to remind you to deal with this, these issues. At the soul level that they are using those dreams. You are using, you, you yourself at your soul level are using the dreams to trigger you, to motivate you, to do some releases, to bring things in balance. And that's part of why uh, you aren't sleeping well. It just has gotten difficult for you in so many ways, and you're not sleeping well, and so there's this motivation that gets set up. You've shared it with your friend that referred you to me, and the as a result the healing gets done, and you step forward and you're just letting it go. It's like, ah, oh, I've had enough of that. And there's a lot of misunderstandings here. Let me see if I can pick up some of the. Okay, there's a lot of lives of servitude where you have been a, a servant or a slave in some way, uh, you or you've been, you know, any, many of the lives simply as being a woman, you were a second-class citizen, or your job was simply to do laundry and have babies or something, uh, there's, there's just been many lives of being a second-class citizen, being of service, being in servitude, being uh, a slave even, uh, even when you weren't an actual slave, sometimes... In, in many societies, both on this planet and on many other planets, there are many societies that were, you know, dominated by men, and men made all the decisions, and the women just had to follow whatever they said and did whatever they were supposed to do. And there's just a lot of that, and that's, that's very interesting. I wouldn't have necessarily expected that, but, but there is a lot of these lives, and one of the things that's come out of it, um, believe it or not, and I do believe this, has to do with your hormonal issue, is a confusion about the female role. You may not have that confusion in your mind, but there's a part of you that is absolutely uh, confused about what it is to be a female. There's fears here. Are you going to lose your identity? Are you going to be in servitude? Are you going to be a second-class citizen? Are you, are you, are you? Now, you may or may not have those questions in your conscious mind, but it is affecting your hormonal system because hormones are often related to our, the feminine nature. It's part of you know, the reproductive system and it's also part of, in other ways, um, regulating the body's system. So I want you to release, I want you to let go any confusion, any misunderstandings, any misconceptions, known and unknown direct or indirect, about the female nature. Every soul has a male and every human soul has a male and female nature. This big thing seems to be related to you at the female nature side. So I want you to just release as much as you can the female nature, uh, the the issues, the confusions, the misunderstandings, the fears around it. I can see how this these kind of fears could play out in relationships you might have with men. Um, not, not necessarily bad, but there, there could be some, some walls or some blocks or some uh, fear of uh, vulnerability. Because at some deep level, you might be worried that somehow you're going to give up your equality in some way. There's all these imbalance issues that could easily play out in relationships with a significant other, but also it can play out even in the workplace. So when we have insecurities or, or um, worries or concerns that we, we hold at this deep soul level, it can play out in ways that we just don't understand. And you're not alone. This is just this is part of human condition. So I want you to release all those insecurities, all those fears of being vulnerable. The the the, the there's even a confusion about what equality means. The the lives of being less than as a female in so many societies have been, I would say, at least the imprint from those lives seems to be predominant. There's even questions of how do you how are how can how to be as just being an equal what does that mean exactly it's as if you haven't had enough experience with equality of of, of mutual self-respect and mutual self mutual support and mutual nurturing and all of that it's as if you haven't had enough of those experiences to fully understand what that means so there's a bit of you that's just kind of uh i want to say um just swapping around, sort of, just trying different things, testing out different theories, and maybe this will work, maybe that will work. And there's just this 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 sense of you don't have the answers. And I want you to let all of that, all those misgivings go, all those worries and concerns and anxieties go, all the imbalances in the the hormonal system. I want I want to call in divine divine balance, divine hormonal balance to facilitate the release and i'm going to ask the higher self to bring in that divine flush energy or to start it so that you can start to release because it's going to be very difficult to fully understand especially in the short session on the radio exactly all the things that are playing into the hormonal system but it definitely has to do with the feminine uh issues the the confusion around your female nature and i do feel that the there is if you clearly came into this life to figure this out um you are very motivated to bring it into a state of balance it is <clears throat> part of what you're going to be processing here and it's, it's not something that's going to clear in one quick healing but it's going we're going to make a step forward with it now let me see what other elements are here okay well there first of all there's a lot of clearing going on with that so you So what you're doing, even though you're not listening, keep in mind I'm working with you at the soul level, and that is what I'm experiencing. That's what I'm picking up. There is a lot going on. There is one area over on, now I'm feeling it on my left side, and I'm not sure whether it's your right side, so it's a mirror for me or not, but it's sort of the left toward the rear. There's some real pressure back there, and I want to go in and see what the heck that is because that doesn't feel good for sleep patterns. Uh, all right, so let me see. Well, first of all, I'm not getting exactly what it is now, but what's coming up immediately is it's very old. It's as if it's been put back there and as if you just you didn't know how to handle it when it first came up, and so you just kind of placed it somewhere. Okay, 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 all right. This is actually began or originated with a major blow to the head there was a some life and this is a long time not on this planet in fact (coughs) where you took a major blow to the head and it did kill you now when we have um the death experience often is a time where we lock into or really are imprinted with various emotional issues various misunderstandings or misconceptions whatever it is and they get they they are they don't go beyond that in other words there's no resolution something can happen to us when we're alive it could be whatever and we have time to process it and work through it but when you die you lay aside the body when you die from something especially when it's traumatic like that it is it gets locked in and so this actually this place is actually a place that was given birth to by this uh, incident. You got hit in the head. You were killed. And it was by someone that betrayed you. It was by someone that you loved. It was very, very, very difficult. There was the shock at the moment of death that it could have been done by this person. And I'm not getting that information, but maybe I could uh, in a longer session. But it was a shock. And what you did was you put feelings of betrayal, shock, trauma, the unexpected, uh, life itself was something to be afraid of. You kind of locked it right in there. And every other life that you had those kind of feelings, it kind of piled on. So it it feels to me as if it's, well, I think there's some element in the you know periodic chart that is very 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 dense. You know, kind of like ugh, I don't know, like a heavy. It just got with each new experience, you just kept plugging it in back there and plugging it in back there. And I would, I just can't imagine that you don't have some sort of head issues. Um, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's only playing out through the dreams. But right now, it is very intense, and I just want you to start to shoot. Just imagine symbolically that you have a big sort of heavy, heavy black box, or it's not even, it's not square like a box, but it's kind of uh, rounded. It's hard to explain, but I want you to just focus on it and send as much light as you can there, and I want you to send light from within, and light from without. So both sides, all all of the surfaces of this holding space are being addressed. And so I for you also, I want you to begin to actively and consciously release fear of betrayal, the trauma of betrayal. There's a lot of hurt here because the person that did this to you, you loved. The person... And see if I can get that originating lifetime. It was a male. Definitely it was a male, which would add to the confusion about the male and female role. It was a male. He wasn't particularly happy about doing it, but at some level he didn't feel he had a choice. I'm not getting that information. I do feel regret from him but we're talking so long ago that it isn't really necessary right now because that was the initiating originating lifetime. That was the initiating lifetime for this pattern you're holding. It's not that important that you understand all of that because it's just been empowered and uh, entrenched and intensified for many, many lifetimes since then. And so I want you to just keep sending all the light to that. It is, it is actually easing up or loosening, becoming lighter, which I'm sort of shocked about. I thought, wow, it seems so dense. I didn't know that it could be, but you are actually doing good on it. And I want you to continue to say to yourself, I am going to, I'm releasing this. I don't need to hold on to this anymore. The feelings of betrayal, the feelings of uh, hurt, um, and, and the endless question of why, because you never knew in that life We never know, or many times we don't know when something happens. Many times it's because we just, there isn't that information out on the planet. Like if we get some disease, some disease comes into our village and we don't know why or why everybody gets sick because we didn't understand the germ theory of disease and, you know, whatever. That the rotting something in the water, the drinking supply, uh, tainted the water and brought cholera to the village we 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 don't we didn't understand those things so there's a lot of lies where there's a lot of why and i want you to let go of the why now this is very interesting to me because this is so much part of the human condition that i've not gotten exactly it from this this direction and i'm encouraging all the listeners to release the why because we can get stuck constantly focusing on the why the why the why and i want everybody to release it you carolina please release the frustration of wanting to know and not having gotten the answer the more we release the more we're actually free to the more we release that and the belief that we're never going to find the answer, the more we're going to be free to getting the answers that we need in this life. So it's very important. We release the frustration and the constant asking of why. And it just is so adorable. It reminds me of those little kids that are two, three, and four, and 5 that They're always asking mommy and daddy, why? why, 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 why? I mean, you know, we all know that phenomenon. It just happens everywhere. And this is really, it's been Not cute in your situation simply because it was relating to some very horrific events. So I want you to let go and release all the whys and the frustrations, the angers, the feelings of injustice because there's just so much, so much. And, oh, okay, also part of it is this. you doubting yourself. Because you can't figure out how you could possibly have trusted first that initiation initiating lifetime guy. and then from then on, you blamed yourself when you trusted somebody in, in future life in the other lifetimes that betrayed you or abandoned you or hurt you in some way. Didn't, uh, they weren't always killing you. It wasn't like that. but you, you are, it brought in a lot of self-doubt. How could you have trusted them? Why weren't you smarter? Really questioning your own sense of self, your own self-worth, your own self-value, even. And so I want you to let go of all of that. Oh my gosh! And that's coming out. That's coming out too, and it's part of the rest of this TED thing. Um, I, I really want you to to let go of that lack of self-trust, the self-doubt that comes up, the lack of self-worth. Uh, the blaming of the self. So what's happening is things are coming up more out of the center of the head. Uh, there's been a lot of processing. It's been really working well. I want to call in divine understanding, divine healing. That's healing at every level, not just physical, but mental, emotional, psychological. Divine healing in every way, uh, every way you you allow in. Uh, I want to activate divine forgiveness. Because there's a need here for forgiveness for others, but also for the self. And divine forgiveness is a tremendously, tremendously powerful energy. And I want to activate it. I want you to feel it, sense it, imagine it moving in through and around the totality of who you are. And all around the self-identities of you, you where you hold and define yourself at the inner level whether it's a conscious definition or just an unconscious one we all carry them from every life um there's self-identities here that really need to that are so judgmental of yourself that we need to bring self forgiveness around them again this is part of the human condition we all have these i've worked on my own i don't know eons for, for eons for ages um So, we just need to continue to bring in these forgiving energies and then, of course, divine love because this divine love is very much a part of it. Divine love carries divine love of the self, divine love of others, divine forgiveness of the self, divine forgiveness of others. It also carries divine acceptance of the self and acceptance of others. So, it is one powerhouse of an energy. I do often bring in separately divine forgiveness and divine acceptance because it's to bring to the conscious mind the elements even though divine love we could work with that all day long and we get everything we need basically but it's but by bringing the other elements in often the soul can resonate with one or the other uh and it sort of they all work together and empower one another and help the the movement into those uh accepting those energies to, into deeper and deeper levels so okay Now I see a lot of tears flowing out of your eyes. Uh, Of course, this is symbolic. You're probably wherever you are right now. You're probably not crying. But symbolically at the soul level, I see you crying. There's a tremendous sense of relief uh, because you have released a lot of what you really wanted to at the soul level. You've taken a step forward. You didn't know it was possible. It's like there's a part of you that is in shock. um, Absolutely thrilled and relieved, but also absolutely disbelieving. It's as if you've carried some of these patterns for so long, you didn't think that you could be any other way, that it would be any other way. And so what's so exciting for me is to watch those tears, because those tears are this relief, this seeing, yes, it can be different. And you're moving into a state of you've moved out of the state of trepidation and worry and concern that when you first came in, and now you're moving into a state of, wow, this is a possibility here. And I want to call in divine possibility, divine opportunities, and divine clarity of vision and expanded perception. This is also important um, to help you in your journey to move into a state of uh, more uh, increased conscious awareness, Uh, Okay, wait. There is also some joy coming in. I feel joy here, and it feels like it's almost... um, It's almost surprising because it's been a long time since it's it's been there. You might have had momentary uh, times here and there where you felt joy, but for the most part, it has been and I would say at least the last couple of years, maybe longer, um, there's been a lot of absence of joy. And this is beginning to come in now. And so that's part of the tears because you're beginning to feel joy. You're beginning to feel, wow, there is more than this difficult, this, I'm going to use the word dark, but it's not, I don't mean it, I don't mean any of the connotations, just this heaviness. I guess is a better word. A lot of this heaviness is beginning to be released. Uh, has really, really started to move some of that heaviness. So let me just see what else. There's a lot of stuff coming out of the front of the body. And that's this heaviness that I was just talking about. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but it is really letting go you're really letting go of it a lot of it is powerlessness and and helplessness that is often coming out of the body and there's stuff out of the stomach i think this too might relate to some hormonal issues i don't know because your friend never told me anything about them i don't know if it it related to the you know the menstruation or any of that i'm not sure but it's sort of, it's just so pouring out of the totality of the torso all the way down to the bottom. It could, this very much could be part of the hormonal issue. So let's just keep letting that go. And I'll tell you what's also carried here is definitely confusion about the female role. The reason there's confusion is because when you aren't an equal, (laughs) child rearing and being a sexual object, even uh, all those things, when we live in societies where the women, where we were as women, second class citizens, or you were in servitude or you were a slave, you had to do what the man said. So, there's a lot of real dark interpretations of being a woman uh, and what that means both reproductively and sexually. Now, I'm not. I'm not getting any more detail on that, but we've all—all all women, whenever we've been women, and the men who are men now, when they were in women's lifetimes—we've all experienced this: being used, being um, trod on, being uh, dis- unseen, unheard, uncounted, uh, hurt. Uh, everything under the under the whole everything under the apple tree whatever the saying is so i want you to release all of that stuff it's still more stuff about the confusion about femininity what it, what it, the female role is uh, all about how what does it mean for you i want you to release the fears of being a woman there are a lot of fears here because of the very difficult times you've experienced now i'm also saying that the difficult times you've experienced you've also witnessed out in the humanities so a lot of the pain and the suffering and the hurt and the, the misgivings is that you've seen other women suffer. And remember, right early on, I saw very clearly that the eye pain had to do with watching man's inhumanity to man. And a lot of it had to do with how women were treated. Uh, I really, this is they're all connected here as is normal. <clears throat> so... Again, uh, let's release even more of the worry and concern about other women in the societies, wherever you were, not not just in this life. And I don't know how relevant it is for this life, but I'm just going to encourage you to let all of that go because past is past. We cannot change the past. It's already happened. But what we can do is we can let go of the hold we have on the effect the past had on us. And that's what you're doing. You're letting go of the effect because that, by holding on to that effect, it just continues to ripple forward from lifetime after lifetime after lifetime and it gets further and further empowered and entrenched and more and more difficult. So we want to let go and I want you to just literally see yourself throwing all that pain and suffering, all the confusion, all the hurt for yourself and for the humanities, just You know, symbolically pull it out of your stomach And throw it into the light You don't need it anymore You really don't And with it comes a lot of fear Fear that it's going to happen over and over again Because it has happened over and over again So let's just remove all the fear You're in a different life now You're in a free will kingdom You are able to shift your future As you release more and more of these energetics you will become clearer and clearer, and your life will unfold in a very different way than it has in the prior life when you didn't have this technique. So let's just just keep letting it go, letting go of all of this fear, fear of the future, fear of the unfoldment, fear of commitment. There's definitely fear of commitment here, fear of being vulnerable. Some of these things I've already said, I want you to just keep releasing, knowing that after eons of lifetimes, we take things off in layers. So as many, so what we want to do for each healing is let go of as many layers as we can. And so what's going to happen now and what's already happening is that the higher selves are indicating to me, because we've done so much work, that the there's a cocoon of energy moving around you. This energy is very special. It is going to allow you to continue to process even though the time on the radio is done. As long as you at the soul level are agreeing, your higher selves will continue to process. And I do see some of the parts of it going, has been shut down, but there are other parts that are still playing. They're still moving. The other thing the energy does is it helps you acclimate. Because sometimes when we make a big shift at the energetic level, it can have an effect on us in one way or the other. So the cocoon helps to minimize effect to help us acclimate to the shift in the end of our energy field and makes it less problematic for us after the fact so you are let me just check one more time it's almost as if you're in a state of stun it's almost as if if you are comatose or in a state of incubation there is something there where you're just now processing the energies it's sort of pure process right now and your conscious mind is not active and alert at least not on the symbol i'm seeing doesn't mean you're sleeping on the job or anything but in the the symbol at the at the soul level you are in a state of process it is a very very intense state you have gone through a lot, and it feels really good to me. I do want to just check around the various viewers, although there's so many for you and the higher self are just giving me the thumbs up that, that the viewers are doing well too, and uh, not not the viewers, the listeners, that you are doing just fine. Uh, all of you, and and with that, your higher self have taken you off the. Platform and you aren't there anymore and the session is done so I do want to thank you Carolina I hope you could make sense of the healing if you have any questions you can certainly ask your friend or you can also contact me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com and that goes for all the listeners Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at either one will get right to me and I always answer It may take me a day or two. I try to get back as much as fast as I can, but but please feel like you can reach out. I'm not too busy. I am very busy, but I always, part of my busy is making time for the emails. So I really encourage you to reach out, and I thank you for this opportunity, and I hope I do get to meet you one day because I'm pretty sure you're in the LA area. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. And with that, my show is pretty well done. I just want to say that, again, as I do every show, how much I appreciate the listeners. And if you have any questions, certainly contact me. I'm tr- I just yesterday was on the Pam Osley show. I'm not sure if it's Osley or Osley, O-S-L-I-E. She was gone. She had a family emergency. But I was interviewed by Rod Latham. It was a really fun show. It will be... At some point, it will be on either my YouTube channel or on my website or both. It was in Santa Barbara, and I had the great fortune to go to the radio station in Santa Barbara. because I'm close enough, I drove over there. Ah, this is great. Santa Barbara is a very special place for those of you who haven't been there. And lots more going on. I'm still doing my P Radio V show. I thought next week might be my last show, but I am I believe going to have two more shows and then it will be done. And it has been a wonderful journey. It's kept me extraordinarily busy. I've learned a lot and I know I still have more to learn, but so many things have been put on the back burner that I'm <laughs> I'm not going to continue past uh, either next week or the week after. That's at tradiov.com if you ever want to see it or take a look. It is my archive shows are on my YouTube channel and they are also on the radio station T Radio V. You go onto their website and you find my picture <laughs> and you click on it and you'll see the archive shows. Had so much fun doing it. I've had terrific guests. It's just been really, really special and. I'm looking forward to what's coming up. I do have other things, but until they come a little bit more into a state of manifestation, I guess I won't mention them just in case, <laughs> they don't really start right away. Like I've been telling you about writing my third book, and I still haven't started, so I don't want to like – until they, something actually starts, I'm I'm just going to wait. But anyway, uh, all things good. Don't forget just what I told you at the beginning. Be sure to tune into yourself when there's things going on. Do your work. Move into the state of neutralizing, processing, call in your pure soul essence, but go beyond that and also ask the question, what can help this situation? What can I do? What should I, not should, because the higher self would never give you a should, but what are my options? What are my possibilities? How can I help myself or others in this case? Utilize. And practice that. It may take several weeks, months to start to feel confident that you're getting answers. And I don't know how soon I will feel confident. But unless we practice, unless we do it, we won't know. And we won't start to build those bones to the point where we absolutely know we can do it. And then when something really important comes in, we're going to get information. And we are absolutely going to be in the right place at the right time to help. So it is all about expanding our abilities, expanding our our focus, our our understanding, our awareness, and doing it in a conscious manner. And so with that, I'm going to wish you all a wonderful, wonderful, oh, I see I have a caller, Hmm. 0377, you know, the screen goes blank when I do the healing, so I don't, If this caller wants to talk to me, great, but not necessary. Uh, In any case, I'm just winding down to end the episode, so if you do, do it quickly. (laughs) And I will, in any case, you can always call another week. You can send me an email. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners. Thank you, Carolina, for being willing, and thank you, Carolina's friend, for bringing me to healing. And until next week, and good luck with utilizing all the information I've given you. Really, don't forget that's part of the process—not just to take the information in, but to actually utilize it. And of course, it's on your own timing. There's no pressure here. But the more we make it a lifestyle, the more we incorporate this stuff into our lives, the more we're going to unfold, the more we're going to expand, the more the more joy we're going to bring in, the more fulfillment and the less of the problems and our lives turn around over and over again. So, good luck, guys. And with that, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at janetrichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.